Hello folks, welcome to another episode of Yoga Dave's Hobby Podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything from tabletop RPGs to tabletop board games, tabletop war games, and everything that those particular hobbies encompass, um, including painting and collecting and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Um, so first things first, we're going to get the plugs out of the way. First of all, Glasgow District Wargamer Society, of which I am a member, are currently um, we're advertising for people who would not traditionally come down to the club. So RPGers, um, board gamers, and fantasy gamers. If you live in the Glasgow area, um, every two weeks the GDWS or Glasgow District Board Gamer Society uh, meets, um, and we're encouraging you to come along. Um, so. You know, if you're a DM looking for a venue, I know it's only every two weeks, but it's, it's still a venue to use. Um, at some point, I will probably be running um, Legends of Hammer and um, play test out of there. Um, so, if you're a board gamer and you need somewhere to go and play some games, you know, I play board games, there's a couple other board gamers. Um, non-traditional board gamers, like um, Star Wars Legion, there's a couple of guys that play Legion. Um, there's a couple of us that play Malifaux, but um, haven't played in a while and probably won't play again until after 3rd edition is out. Um, what else? You are play 40k, there's 40k players there. You know, we're not all historical gamers, but we have that, um, what's the word, um, reputation for being very closed off. Um, and what we're trying to do now is show people that no we're quite happy for you to come in come play you know be a member of the club and you know participate in things um i will be there next meeting which is the 23rd of june i will be doing a playtest of our scenario for claymore which is dragon rampant using the dark sword um song ice and fire uh figures so um, we'll be doing that. So some of them have been painted by me. Some of them have been painted by Dave Watson, the other guy that will be playing part of the scenario. Um, so basically, first two meetings are free. Um, after that, you can either join, become a full member, and there's I don't know how much the membership will be now because the AGM is in September, so it'll be a, sh- a smaller, not smaller amount than the normal membership. Um, and then if not, if you don't, if you just want a hang a table fee, everyone that sits at the table pays a table fee, right? It's not just the one person. Uh, if you's a whole bunch of RPGers, three pound each, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, which isn't bad because you know, I think that's the same price uh, as common ground is. So you know you're not you're not paying an an odd amount of money, and also if you want to use the terrain that's there, the mats that are there, all all the rest of that kind of stuff. We've got terrain, we've got mats. You don't need to bring your own. So there. Um. So yeah, that next meeting's the twenty third of June. You want to come along? Come along. There'll be free tables. Um. Also, G three. So that's Glasgow Game Group are doing the Glasgow Game Gathering on the twenty ninth of June. Um, so that's the next Saturday. Um, I will be there at some point, uh, doing helping out with the display f- 
before or the participation game I'm not sure it was the player participation participation game from Glasgow District War Games Society but I will be there at some point I'll not be there all day because I've got work that night Um, so yeah I think that is probably it for the plugs oh oh no 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 Um, Swordsfall the Afropunk uh, RPG setting is out of pre-order now but um, if you go to the website there's loads of cool apparel and stuff um, loads of cool extra bits and pieces when it obviously becomes you know gets printed you know if you just sign up for the newsletter you know um, I will be buying a copy at some point um, obviously I never got in with the bloody pre-order but um, I highly recommend because Brandon's fucking cool um, uh, the guy that wrote Swords for um, good guy uh, helped me quite a bit with the Legends of Hammer and stuff um, even if it's been indirectly um, a lot of his advice that he's posted has been very very helpful um, so yeah so that's another pl- that, that's the plugs for, for um, this week so um, obviously I've been away for a couple of weeks I've not posted the podcast for a couple of weeks Um <clears throat> I've not posted uh, um, this kind of podcast for a couple of weeks. Obviously, I um, posted the Infinity RPG one. Um, I'm kind of annoyed with the community at the moment. Um, not the whole community, just certain portions of it. The white fucking supremacist part of it, for the most part. Um, and they seem to be coming out the woodwork from fucking everywhere uh, and overly defending themselves and and then you get people who are who class themselves as allies of um the the people of color in the community and the LGBT um QIA is that uh, I cannot ever remember the whole acronym but the the non straight white person communities basically um, it's fucking hurt my head because they're coming out and going, "Oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that." And it's like, why the fuck are you telling anyone what they should and shouldn't be doing? Um, you know how how they should be reacting to racism or bigotry or homophobia or transphobia or it's that kind of stuff. It's like, really, who the fuck? Gives us the right to be telling people how they should fucking feel about what they're they're feeling, what the what what they're going through, what they're dealing with. Um, yeah, it's fucking me off somewhat, as you can probably tell. Um, I'm not, and never ever class myself as anything other than friends with the people who I'm friends with, right? And cool with people I'm cool with. I never call myself an ally or any of this that kind of shit because what the fuck, man, is that is that all about? What what you know? E- even if somebody who's person color or LGBTQIA plus whatever it is, um, oh, I'm fucking terrible. I know. Um, calls you an ally, it's like, well, yeah, cool, 
that's fine. I don't, know. I don't I don't know what the fuck to say to things like that. It's like, aye, alright. I mean I'm my best friend, bisexual. Um he's probably the fucking coolest person I have ever had dealings with in my life. Um but, you know, that's why he's my friend. It's not he's not my friend because He's, he's bisexual, you know, I've got really good friends who are gay, I've got really good friends who are lesbians, you know, you know, Muslims, you know, all these kind of people different from me. I mean, I am very fucking privileged that I'm white and I'm straight. Um, um, but, you know, I, I have faced bigotry in my life because I, I grew up Catholic. I, I grew up in the west of Scotland um, during some turbulent times um, in Northern Ireland and obviously it comes across here because of Celtic and Rangers, no Catholic Protestant thing um, you know, I was about five year old and I could go to Athenian by my next door neighbour I had to go, I went in and said to my dad what's Athenian? Um, and I told him and I thought my dad was fucking going to kill the guy um, but you know that kind of thing I've dealt with but it's different because it's not something you can see, you know, or it's not something that's apparent when I'm walking down the street with my partner, um, holding hands. It's just like, well, I can do that, but just because I was brought up Catholic doesn't. You can't see it, you know. You know, my two, two of my gay friends walk down the street hand in hand then it's apparent that they're gay so it's something that can get targeted you know my um, Asian friends walk down the street and you know because of the colour of their skin they're going to get abuse they, they do get abuse of people um, you know and I, it pisses me off man I, I wish I could do something about it and you know Obviously, me talking about it in a podcast that isn't listened to that many fucking people isn't going to be a massive um, ch- change to people's minds. But what I'm going to do is give you a couple of names of people that you should be following on Twitter. Uh, if you hold on two seconds. So, at Swords for one is one of them, for fucking sure. Because Brandon's fucking cool as fuck. Um... Uh, the Critical Bard is another one. Um, to do at POC Gamer or Panzer Lion is another one. Um, uh, uh Severed is another one. Uh, do, 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 who else? Who else? Who else? Who else should you be looking at? Um, Mistress Valkyrie of the Dungeon. Uh, Misty Vander's another one. And Amber Queen of Dragons is another one. Um, occasionally I'll throw out a, a bunch of people that you should be going to follow on Twitter. If you're a TTRPGer or a board gamer or, you know, whatever. And I'll be throwing throwing names out there for you to, to go check out. Um, that That's my rant for the day, I think. Because um, <laughs> yeah, it was a long rant. It was about 10 minutes. Um, so what has been happening with Legends of Hamanchuron 
as we have now got a Facebook page, we now have a Facebook group, and we obviously have a separate Twitter account from my Twitter account. Um, we have an Instagram that's got nothing on it. Um, we've got a YouTube channel with nothing on it. Um, we've got a Twitch channel with nothing on it. Um, and we're working on a Patreon for you to help us out with, you know, getting things going, getting artwork done. Um, there's going to be a couple of different tiers. One of the tiers, uh, the highest tier, will um, allow you to name a minor noble, uh, an adventurer, and a commoner, and another... Um, NPC within the the game, um, and what will happen is also when we go to print, you will get a free copy of the rulebook. Um, well, I suppose you were paid for it, but um, if you if you think about it that way, but you know, uh, also there'll be raffles over and above all the stuff that we'll do as we get more and more money. Um, and you know there'll be prizes throughout it um, so what's going on with it is I have obviously started the new Twitter account and I've been posting lore to that I've been posting lore to the Facebook page obviously that's going to be in, been going into the group um, so the group and the list are going to be two ways of us getting you um, playtest stuff for the game um, we're still pushing for end of September um, to get the first playtests out um, and what's going to happen with it is anyone that does a Twitch stream or a um, YouTube or a podcast of the live stream or the live stream of the playtest adventures when we put them to publish put uh, put them out to publish the person or the the group that we think has done the best and you know built the best one you know played it the best um which obviously is subjective, but it's between the five of us we'll decide what the best one. Um, we're going to take the NP the um, PCs that they built, or the the pre-generated ones that they they've used, and we're going to make them the canon ones for that particular adventure. They're going to the character sheets are going to go in with the adventure series, and also. What they'll get is a free copy of um, the main rulebook. They'll get a free copy of the Adversaries Codex and the first um, source book, which they will also get a copy of the adventure for them. And these will be all signed by everyone involved. Um, so, yeah, that that's... That's a little incentive thing that I, I wanted to put in there for obviously people to go. Well, well, it'll be it's worth us, you know, doing this because we could get the free a free copy of the rules when they actually come out. Um, obviously, 
you know, if somebody's a Patreon, they're going to get a free copy anyway, but, you know, that could be two or three copies to a group. Um, which, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not expecting um, Legends of Ham and Sharon to take over from Pathfinder or um, D&D, because, I mean, obviously this is going to be an indie-published set of rules. Um... You know, we're, we're, we don't have any money for anything right now. We're all we're all working for free, um, right now. You know, eventually, once obviously the Kickstarter or whatever kicks in, you know, we've got to price it up. That you know, that money is, you know, we we're going to get our money back for our time and all the rest of that kind of stuff. And obviously. As we work on everything, we're getting money. We're paying for artists. We're paying for layout. We're paying for graphic design and all of this, that kind of stuff. We don't want it to be some lazy ass fucking thing that you know we're putting together. We want it to be professional, um, and you know, to that end, that's why I'm putting the Patreon together right now, um. There'll be a couple of different tiers, as I said. Um, if I bring it up, Patreon, Patreon, two six. So we're gonna have four different tiers. There's gonna be one for three dollars per month or more per month. Um, with this tier, you get to see some cool stuff that on Patreons don't. Like how we get to where we are in the rules and videos that are exclusive to Patreons, and then with um, next one up, which is five dollars or more per month. This tier, you get to see some cool stuff. No patrons don't obviously the same kind of stuff as you get with um, the name peasant, but also obviously you'll get na- you'll get a uh, mention in the main rulebook um, as a Patreon. Um, with name soldier, in addition to what you get access to at name peasant, when you first subscribe, you get to name a random NPC of Hamanchiron, which is pretty cool. Um, with named adventure, that's ten dollars or more per month. Um, same as the other two tiers, but in addition to what you get named soldier, you get join when you join, you get to name an adventure NPC. You choose the class, race, whether light or dark or neutral. That adventure will be used in a future publication. It won't be used in the ones that are going to be playtest adventures, but later on we'll be doing more, and you can name. You can name them. Um, and then, Named Noble, that's $20 or more per month. Um, in addition to what you get, Named Soldier and Named Adventurer. You, When you join, you get to name a random minor noble of Haman Sharon, and you will receive a free copy of the main rulebook when we publish. Um, so that all, that's, that's all of the... Um, tiers... So what we're going to be working for, towards is earning base goals. So once we've earned $500, we'll commission some art that you guys will see before anyone else from two awesome artists. Once we've earned 1000 we'll commission the cover for the main rulebook. Um, the artist has already been contacted and we'll reveal who it is and everything the course of the time. Uh, once we reach 2000 we'll run a raffle and the winner will be immortalised as a major NPC of Hamantron. They will choose the race and name and their likeness will be used in illustrations of that particular character. Which 
what that's the plan you know to have little things that come about and we'll do them at random we'll not just do them when we've got you know the x amount of money um but that's 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 the goal right now um that we've got so you know um it's not up yet but you know we're we're still working on things right now um that I need to discuss with various people. Um so yeah, I mean that's 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 the plans right now. Um so um I think that's it from Legends of Hamilton Run right now. Obviously I will be doing a development Twitch tomorrow I think. Um where I talk about various bits and pieces um, and obviously, when everything's starting to come together, um, we'll, we'll do more and more, and I'll be releasing lore as and when. Normally, once or probably two or three times a week, maybe maybe every day, depends on how much um, time I have to do it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it on Legends of Haman Sharon. Uh, I was going to talk about the contrast paints from Games Workshop um, because, you know, I find the idea behind it quite interesting. Um, I think it's quite good for new gamers coming into the hobby. It means they can paint faster. Um, When you're doing horde armies, it means you can paint them a lot faster. Um, You're not taking fucking forever to paint a horde. Um... But the thing is, I've never not actually had an opportunity to try them yet. I've seen videos that look interesting. For doing metallic stuff, um, they look really interesting. But to be honest with you, I'm not going to use them day to day. I'm still going to paint the same way as I always paint. The only time I'll ever use them is probably for commissions, because I don't do horde armies myself. I fucking hate horde armies. Um, I hate playing them, I hate playing against them. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, as as I said, I've seen videos of them being used, uh, and they really do, like, very interesting, and when I'm doing metallic, colored metallics, um, it's something that I'll use for that. Uh, but, you know, it's not something I'm overly excited about. Initially, I was quite excited, and then I thought to myself, "Well, what are you going to use them for?" And I'm not bashing; I'm no, no way bashing them. It's like, what are you going to use them for? You're not going to use them every day because you like the way that you paint. And and don't get me wrong; I haven't painted them in three months, but you know, I do like. I love painting. I love the painting the way that I do. You know, you love using my airbrush. You know, it's just going to be another tool for me. It's not going to be a massive game changer. Um, and I don't think that's the point in it either. I don't think it's meant to be a game changer. I think it's meant to help um, younger, um, less confident uh, new gamers uh, to paint their armies so they feel more confident. I think it's a a gateway to 
the other the old games workshop style of painting and other styles of painting as well. Um as I said, I don't think it's gonna I mean it's gonna be a game changer in the way that it'll um help younger um less experienced painters to, to paint their armies really quickly, to get them out and get them on a table painted. I mean let's be honest, I've been gaming for what thirty odd years and I have hundreds of unpainted figures. And I've hundreds of unpainted figures because it takes fucking forever for me to paint shit sometimes. Um, it takes me forever to get round to stuff because I've got other stuff going on. Um, I don't have time to sit and paint all day, every day, unless I'm getting bloody paid to do it. Um, so, you know, it's going to be good. Um, but the thing that I found quite annoying about how they've done it is when it went for pre-order they're like oh we didn't anticipate how much paint we were going to need how how it's like I, I don't understand Games Workshop's planning nowadays because Adeptus Titanicus they didn't expect there to be as high of I want as there was Necromundus seemed to be that way as well so did the what was the um, Shadow War Armageddon? Didn't expect that to be as popular as it was. Um, you know, everything seems to be like well, we didn't expect it to be as popular as it was, or it is. Um, and you're like, well, is that planned? So it's more people have less issue with paying more money because the paint, the new contrast paints are really expensive. They're about four fifty, I think. And put up for a pot, which is a wee bit bigger than the regular one, but at the same time, it's still quite expensive for a pot of paint. Um, because I, you know, I buy Vallejos for like two fifty, um, and you buy army painter for two pound, not even two pound each, and you like, you buy coat of arms for two fifty, um, I think Foundry are about the same price, and you get more in the pots. Um, with Vallejo, you have to fucking thin them down quite a lot. You can't just, you know, you don't just thin them a little bit like you do with Games Workshop paints. Um, but there's as much in a Games Workshop paint when it's thinned down. And I do, I thin mine down to so you get them a better consistency and everything. Um, and they last longer. But there's the same in a Games Workshop paint once it's thinned down. As the thickened Vallejo paint is, as the thickened army painter is, so it's quite expensive as it is. That's that's why I kind of think Games Workshop do these kinds of things, and that it's maybe me just being suspicious as fuck. But you know, they put the prices up, and they don't release enough copies for the demand that there's going to be. And I mean, Games Workshop been up, have been in this. Um, for a very long time. They know how much anticipation there is for certain things, yet, for some very strange reason, they never be, they're never able to have enough of an item um, that <coughs> excuse me um, that there's demand for. 
Um, and that just, I mean, as I said, that's probably me just being suspicious and probably not how things are, but it's, it, it just, it, it seems to be every single time there's something that uh, is anticipated and there's a lot of call for it. They don't seem to have enough of it. Um, I mean, that's just me. That's that's me. That's me throwing my thoughts out there. And obviously, they've got to send out X amount to the shops um, because they've got to have it there to be sold. Um, and they've got to send it out to partners, and it's got to go, you know, to America and China. Is it China? Yeah, because they've got a place in China now. Um, you know, all, all over the world. But at the same time, you have been doing this long enough that you can anticipate the level of um, of how much people are going to want to buy it. So, you know, <clears throat> I think it's it's a little suspicious in that fact. Um, but they're doing it so people don't go, oh, well, it's 4 for a fucking bottle of this. Um, it's quite expensive. Um, that, uh, that's that's my thought behind it. But you know, as as I say, I'm suspicious. I'm very suspicious a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, so in the next couple of weeks, I am going to be talking to um the guys at Veil the Void. Um, at least one of them. Um, it's going to be it's just a couple of months before Veil the Void gets published so I'm going to try and get um, an interview arranged with them in the next week or two so I can sit down and um, once that's done I'll uh, release that podcast um, hopefully just before it goes live um, so yeah I'm looking forward to that one so if you've got any questions about Veil the Void pass them along um, to the email and also Orderlayer Publishing um, they are doing excuse me um, Orderlayer Publishing obviously guys behind Dominion Horror Role Playing System um, so I'm going to have them on to discuss uh, the rules um, um, I want to have Brandon from Swordsville on um, at some point, but I think I'll have him closer to when the rules come out, or the, the setting comes out, um, after Kickstarter's done, after the pre-orders are done, obviously when it actually goes live live um, I'll have him on, and I'll talk about it to him nearer the time um, but also if you guys can think of anyone that you think would be really cool for me to have on um, I will find the, a way of contacting them I will find a way of talking to them and getting them to come on if I can um, obviously I want varying um, viewpoints I want varying people on um, I don't want to just have you know war gamers on, I don't want to just have people from war games companies, that's why I'm doing Veil of Void and Modelia and I want to have Brandon at Swords Fall on um, because they're all RPG guys but they're also very different um, viewpoints, very different um, games and very different backgrounds because obviously 
Um, Veil of the Void is a, fan, a science fiction, science fantasy. Um, so it's based in space, and um, you know, Ordelay is, is a horror, and then um, Swords Fault is Afropunk. So it's very, very different. Uh, it's very, very different viewpoints, very different um, systems, very different settings. So I, I want that variety. Um, I'm sure at some point I'll have somebody more um, mainstream on, but you know. That's too easy. <laughs> that's that's too easy to get viewers in or, or listeners in to have somebody who is massively mainstream. Um, so, um, I think that's going to be it for today. I know it's a short podcast. I know the last couple of podcasts that I've actually uh, been talking in uh, have been quite short, but um, oh, I want to talk about. I want, I want to hold on to a couple of things until later on to talk about. Um, so uh, I'm going to end the podcast there. Um, so Glasgow District Wargamer Society, obviously, as I said earlier on, looking for people to um, come in and join the club. Do RPGs, do board games, you know, do whatever you want. Um, I think the table fee is £3 after the first two meetings. Um, and then become a member if you want to become a member um, or just come down when you can come down and it'll be £3 um, Glasgow Game Gathering 29th of June um, be there at some point um, I'll be helping out with the Glasgow District Wargaming Society um, table but I'll be also bimbling around the the show Um and when Swords Fall becomes live, obviously I will tell you about it because I will be plugging it um, and I will be trying to get Brandon on to do the show. Uh, I'm going to say good day and happy hobby, guys. <laughs>